Welcome back to Tour 12 of the show. We're going to have a good time today. However you're joining us, maybe it's through iTunes, maybe it's on your podcast app, maybe it's through your Stitcher app, but however you're joining us, we want to say thank you for joining us. We are going to have a good time today. I was recently in Grand Island, Nebraska, doing a little work uh, with our company, South Face Media, and decided, you know what? It only makes sense to do a podcast because I was in the headquarters with founder of Big and J, Mr. Jeremy Atkins, good friend, longtime friend. We'll get into that in another podcast. Also joined by the host of The Given Right, Mr. Kenneth Lancaster. He's an old school legend in the industry, an old primos boy. And then once again, we have joining us on this podcast, a fan favorite who's joined us before in a recent podcast entitled be an innovator or go home, Mr. Josh Kinzer, who often has a way of eloquently laying down the facts. If you don't know what I'm referring to, I believe it's episode four. You can find that on iTunes, be an innovator or go home. It is today the most downloaded podcast we have ever produced, and it is also the longest podcast we have ever produced, three hours and four minutes to be exact. I've actually had people say, Heath, you know what? It's way better the second time through. And I'm like, holy cow, you are a diehard Tour 12 fan. (laughs) If you are a diehard Tour 12 fan and you're enjoying what you're hearing, man, do us a favor. Go on iTunes, give us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. Help us spread the word. Help us get this out as we've just recently went through our launch. Um, We are excited to bring this to you. Again, our goal is to add value everywhere we go. And hopefully we are inspiring you to live your passion throughout business, leadership, and life. If you're not, you got to start somewhere. And every every podcast we have people on who are, who are doing that, who are helping us along the way, sharing their stories of how they got there. And today's podcast is no different. One of the things that I love about feedback we've been receiving here lately is it feels like we're somewhat building a community of people who are trying to get to somewhere wherever that is together Um, we obviously don't feel like we have it all figured out we do have some experience but doesn't by any means mean we have everything figured out and so we can learn from you you can learn from us and we can go uh, down this journey of living our passion together and so for you that have been giving us feedback uh, we do appreciate that if you're interested in giving us giving us feedback we would love to hear from you you can hit us up on instagram Uh, or send us an email, feedback at tour12.com. We would love to hear from you. I want to set up a little bit of the conversation you're about to hear because this conversation goes from pretty much talking about uh, The Given Right, which is a television show about to hit Discovery Channel, the first ever hunting, uh, true hunting show that's going to hit the Discovery Channel. And... It went from that to getting pretty deep into the conversation about um, uh, the state of our industry, the uh, morals we carry, um, hunters against hunters, the problems, some of the problems within our industry, um, what we've done to contribute to where we are as, uh, you know, the overall state of hunting, what we've done to contribute to where we're at. And it got pretty interesting how we're raising our kids. Um, things that we've experienced just in the last few years 
And so some great dialogue, some great conversation. And it's interesting once you start thinking about life in general because every one of us are where we are in life today because of what we contributed prior to this point. Think about that for a minute. Where we are at today, no matter what state of life we are in, there has been a contribution on our part to get us to where we are. Whether that place is a good place or that place is a bad place, um, we have contributed to where we are today. And so with that, we want to move forward from beyond where we are. Whether it's good or bad, we know we can always be better. And so the right contributions into our life um, play a significant role in getting us to that next place. And one of the things I love about this conversation is I'm in a room in Grand Island, Nebraska, the headquarters I've already mentioned, of Big and Jay and Swagger and the Given Right, with uh, three great people who I consider great friends. I can call at any time, they can call me at any time, and we can discuss life. We do that on a, almost a daily basis. And um, they're great friends. And so I consider these guys people in my life that have contributed in a significant way to get me where I'm at today which by no means have I arrived somewhere, but I am uh, in a very great state, living my passion every single day, doing what I love, investing and adding value to companies, and uh, producing outdoor television. Um, all the things we've discussed uh, prior to this podcast on Tour 12, the people that you're about to hear from have played a significant role in my life uh, in the last several years. Um, going back to nearly 10 years ago with Jeremy, um, just a great relationship, great friends, and I know that you are going to enjoy this conversation right here on Tour 12. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Welcome to Tour 12. Welcome back to the conversation. It is an exciting, exciting podcast we have for you because I am in the headquarters in Grand Island, baby, Nebraska, at the Long Supper for 12 Jesus <laughs> Table con- <laughs> Conference Room. <laughs> Can I say that, Joshua? That's <laughs> too late now. I've got, jo- I've got Joshua. But I think it's okay. It's just, you know. I thought it was on point. I got back in the studio, the, the Joshua Supper of 12 studio at the headquarters. We're back in the studio. I'm so used to saying studio. We're actually not in the studio, Yeah. Are we? Makeshift studio. Close enough. I don't know, but yeah. you've said studio so many so times now that it's lost the meaning the studio, and it sounds Josh. weird. We're back in the studio. <laughs> studio. We're not actually in the studio, people. We are at the Joshua Supper of 12 Jesus Table Conference Room at the Big and J Swagger and Given Right Headquarters. Why are you laughing, Jeremy? Because <laughs> I've never heard it called the studio, but now from now on, it's like, never been guys, let's go meet at the studio. It will for now ever be known as the studio. And studio. We got... Josh kids are back on the podcast, which, by the way, you're a celebrity, bro. Whoa. <laughs> I'm talking record numbers. I'm a podcast celebrity. You are a podcast yeah. celebrity. Uh, I was wondering why all the ladies were calling me. They were. You need to sign on a podcast <laughs> autograph. We got Kenneth Lee, Kenneth Lancaster, host of The Given Right, which we're going to get into a lot of that here in a minute. We got the man himself, Mr. Jeremy. <laughs> Stop the applause in the background. <laughs> that would be a good podcast if we told our story of how we met. Uh, yeah, that. But not this podcast. Yeah, no. 
But that's a long story. It's a long story. You about got your butt whooped. It was awkward. <laughs> I had a bodyguard. <laughs> truly awkward. Yeah, truly. It was. It, it, actually, have you ever heard the story, Ken? I have not. Oh, I'm dying here. Gosh. I'm telling you, dude. It might be the best story you've ever heard. <laughs> I'm not even lying, dude. Most of the most awkward moments in my decade of outdoor industry. I'm like, I'm gonna get in a fight at ATA. Oh, my goodness. And the yeah. fact I'm still around is what's even funnier. <laughs> like 10, 10 years later or whatever. So. Oh, man. Hey, anyway, we're uh, we're going to have an awesome time on this show. Um, super pumped. Me and uh, Kenneth just got back from Mississippi. And uh, with the man himself, Mr. Will Primos, Kenneth invited me down to do a little bit of filming and tell his story. So, you know, we've talked, Josh, we've talked a lot about innovation a couple podcasts ago. And... Um, this, this television show, The Given Right, has fallen right into what we've talked about in the past with being innovative. And it's hard to do anything innovative, really, in outdoor television, to be honest with you. It seems like about everything has been done. But I'm going to tell you something that hadn't been done, Kennelly, <laughs> is hunting television on the Discovery Channel. Well, it's about to be done. <laughs> Coming in July. Coming in hot on Discovery Channel. Is that a ready, right. ready or not type of deal? There, here we go. I feel like we're all kind of like that. Yeah. Like what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. So everybody's pumped, but nevertheless, we uh, got to go down with Will Primos, the man, the legend. All kidding aside, he, and you know me, Kenneth. I'm not a celebrity stuck, struck oh, yeah. guy at all. Like people are people. But I literally, I told Kenneth, I said, I think I want a picture with this guy. <laughs> yeah. I did. I don't oh, do, yeah. I really don't, man. Absolutely. I don't do that. But just say, it wasn't, it wasn't so much starstruck as much just respect for the dude because of what he's done. And you know it better than anybody. Uh, well, I mean, I, I worked for the man for 13 years, and I wanted to take a picture with him myself. I mean, I, you know, that's how much I respect him. Um, but, you know, the, the first show that we're going to do on Discovery Channel is uh, going to be a uh, – I call a documentary show. It's going to be about how I got to the point where I'm at right now in the industry. Um, and uh, what Heath and I got to do was uh, go down to Will Primo's. Actually, got invited to his house, it which was, was insane. It was it was Beautiful. pretty cool to to go to his house, and uh, and Will actually told the story of. Uh, of how I got into this industry, which was through Will Primos. I was actually working at a uh, at a bow shop at the time back in the early 90s and got to know Will. And uh, Will um, came in one day uh, after I had had uh, I had made a decision to buy the archery shop. Me and my dad was going to buy this archery shop, and Will came in one day, and I started telling him my plans of what I was going to do. And I'll never forget it. Uh, whenever I told him that, he just sat there and, you know, kind of listened to me. Well, he reached in his pocket and took a card out, took a pen and wrote something on the back of this card. And he always wrote in red. You remember me telling yeah, you, you that? Yeah, you told me, yeah. It, it was, it, uh, that was a cool thing. I, I, I'm kind of getting off course, but I got to tell this. Will Primos is always – everything that he does is in red pen. So when we – whenever I worked there, if you went into his office, if you went in with a red pen, you had to go find you a black one or a blue one because you weren't allowed to write in red. He was – he that wrote really, in red. That sounds like something Josh would do. Exactly. It's exactly right. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so with a red pen – he writes his. Uh, he writes something on the back of this card and hands it to me, and I. Uh, and he says, "Before you, uh, I, I had actually 
um, had all the arrangements made to buy this archery shop with my dad. And he said, before you, before you go sign those papers, he said, come by my house, and I want to, uh, I want to talk to you about something. He handed me a card, and it had his address on the back of it <laughs> written in red. <laughs> so wow. so I, uh, I drove over to his house uh, the next night, and, uh, and Will didn't tell this in, in the story but uh, on the, the documentary show, but I actually pulled up to his door three different times before I would knock on it. And not because I was afraid of Will or because I was intimidated, but it was because he lived in a 600-square-foot duplex house. Wow. He had taken pretty much every penny that he had and put it back into his company and lived so far below his means that it was, I mean, you know, I mean, just a lot like it, modern day culture, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly how everybody does. You know, nobody, nobody maxes out credit cards Nothing. or anything. You know, so so anyway, um, so I, I go, I finally go up there and knock on the door, and I, I remember going in and sitting down, and uh, I really didn't even know exactly why I was there, but I know I told every one of my buddies that I was going to Will Primo's house to go and eat supper. You know, I was, you know, that was a pretty cool deal there in itself. So we, we sat down and, you know, and had a meal, and afterwards uh, he, um, he offered me a job. Uh, Ron Jolly was working for uh, Will at the time, had left, and it uh, had, you know, caught, made an opening there at, the, at Primo's, and um, he offered me a job. Now, I can tell you exactly what he paid me was – Eighteen thousand dollars a year, and pretty much as many deer and elk as I shoot. Man, so. is he hiring? <laughs> is no, he hiring? I think I want to take it. <laughs> hey, I, I worked Where, for. Where's him. the application I, at? I worked for him for thirteen years, and whenever I left, I was making nineteen five. But were you still shooting all the elk and <laughs> yes, deer? Yes, I was. No, I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> but, but. Uh, I, what what's cool was uh, what Will tells in the uh, I hate to kind of give it away with the show because I hope everybody that's listening will tune in and watch that show. But uh, Will said that he already had uh, plans to uh, you know he was wanted to hire me and he already had a trip booked two days later to go to Illinois. So I had never ran a camera before in my life and he actually hired me as a cameraman slash hunter. So. Um, so the the next day, I mean, I I literally went to work the next day, and I had never in my life turned the camera on. I didn't know I didn't know where the on and off button was. I didn't know where the the focus. Well, well, you know the. It, it, <laughs> so so we'll it, I, honestly, it goes out into a parking lot, takes a. Uh, chain on stand and puts it on a light pole about six feet uh, off of the ground and I get up in the stand and he shows me how to put uh, a base and an arm on the tree shows me how to put the the camera onto uh, onto the camera arm and then we'll goes and starts running around out in the parking lot and I video him as he's running around. And we and back then it was beta cams is what we were what we were using using I big remember huge, that. you remember the, yeah. the beta cams. I didn't run big, them but I remember they them. They were big, huge cameras. So we go back in, pop this tape in and watch it and of course it's out of focus and shaky and you know and everything else. So Will looks at it and he says, Yep, you're ready, be ready in two days. We're headed to Pike County, Illinois. So And you went, huh? 
We yeah exactly. <laughs> so we uh, so we head to so we head to Illinois and I, I, it, the rest was history. I mean, well you know you you said talking about beta tapes and I mean that reminds me of like you know me and my buddy Jimmy Copenhaver used to drive to the to the gun I think that's the gun shop that was down the road from Radford, which we drove past the Radford Army ammunition plant which a lot of people in the united states know you know you can go yeah. hunt and it's a big place so we used to drive there and we would rent you know jim crumley and will primos and all these different you know videos that was yeah. how we used to watch our shows and you know it was all on beta and of course we all owned a bear whitetail too that was taller than us <laughs> and <laughs> you know oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think I still have one. <laughs> and and I, I think, you know, even as a, a kid, you know, my, my dad didn't hunt. Um, and so we we kind of taught ourselves to hunt, and it, it definitely didn't happen very quick, especially because we used to have a, a piece of property that was between the river and the Army ammunition plant. So really, if you had been able to wake up, you should have killed a deer, and we weren't able to do it there. But anyway, <laughs> we, we – <laughs> We were training ourselves off of beta videotapes of groaning and rattling. I, 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 when you said that, it, it it brought a really happy memory in my head. To just imagine a weekends with my friends written these beta videotapes, yeah. watching. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Well, man, if we can just watch three more of these tapes, we'll kill a buck. <laughs> well, <laughs> Heath and I got to go uh, actually back to the office where where I worked and go in and see some of the old uh, memorabilia. Is that how you pronounce that word? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mem- memorabilia uh, there, and it it showed you know some of the old um, uh, the old beta tapes and and some of the. Did you see that master? Of the, it was actually the True Six that was in there, the big beta, the the one that was, it was it, that tall. That tall. I don't think you I didn't, saw that. You didn't one. see it. It was actually in that case, but uh, wow. You know, looking at some of that, and then the hat. You remember? I saw the hat. The, I filmed that. Hat. Yeah, the yeah. the hat. Will had a hat that he wore that uh, before people actually wore face masks turkey hunting. He took a uh, he took a hat and cut holes in it, and he would whenever he set up on a turkey, he would actually pull that hat down over his face where he could look through the holes mm-hmm. in that hat. It's kind of I ain't gonna say what it really kind of looked like if it was a white hat, but. It was kind of weird. It was. It, it is kind of strange looking because it. I'm but, being serious. Like, yeah. I was like. Yeah, I can He was hunting, bro. Yeah. yeah man, man. I'm serious. It, it was. But it's it, cool, what, though. It is cool because there's a picture of Will from 1977 standing by an oak tree with a turkey. And then he has that hat on his head. And then in that uh, glass case, that hat is right there, you know, in that glass case by that picture. So, you know, I. I uh, and here's a, the thing about it: is working there all those years, I walked by that a, a million times, you know, back and forth. Mm-hmm. But when you and I went back the other day, it took on a different meaning. I could tell just in your persona the way it. I mean, yeah. And then yeah. you know we and then we actually got to go back into his office, and and he was at Will wasn't actually there. Uh, he he stayed at home. You know, we went over there and we went in his office, and I went in there and I ain't gonna lie, I kind of got choked up a little bit just thinking about. But it was all cool. The, I could tell because you you named every deer in his office and where they come from like that because yeah. he he was on scene. You know, he was with them. Yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, just I, yeah. I I remembered 
you know, most of them because I, I videoed most of them, you yeah. know. Um, it was uh, – I think it, you, you, you've been blessed, man, because I look at how all four of us have a different entry into the outdoor industry, obviously. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that anybody of us can top the way you got into this industry working with Will. Man. You know, I mean, oh, literally. Truly, I mean, I mean, he's a legend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, no doubt. I mean, I, I learned from, you know, I learned from one of the best. There's no doubt. He's, uh, as far as a storyteller, man. He's unbelievable. Uh, you know, it, it, you made a post the other day about, you know, just being able to sit down and just listen to him talk. Yeah. You, you can, man. I mean, and, All day. and you know, and, and again, I, I go back to thinking about the how many miles that I traveled with Will. And on airplanes and trucks and, you know, and, and all that. And y'all used to flip-flop filming. We did. That's what I, t- I mean. <laughs> he was I, telling me that the other day. I was like, will, you, will filmed you. That's some pressure, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we would, we would actually up. go and, um, you know, like in, in Illinois, uh, you know, just for instance, we hunted there a lot, you know, back in the heyday, mm-hmm. you know, in Wright County. Was- yeah. And, and when you Pike know, County was Pike County, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so we would, you know, Will would always hunt first, of course. Um, I don't, I never understood that, but he always hunted first. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> you should have hunted first, yeah. I mean, you know, come on, I mean, but uh, but no, you know, I would have a tag and he would have a tag, and and um, and what was so funny is uh, it. The way we did that, Primos, it was with all the all of us. We did that, so we always would put pressure on one another. I mean, a you know a, a six point would walk up on the very first morning, right at daylight. You'd barely have light, and you'd be like, "Man, that's a pretty good that's deer." Good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might want to shoot got, that hey, one. He's got good mass. Yeah, he's got good mass, man. I, I mean, still you do know. But I think he's mature. You know, but <laughs> but being able to, you know, go back over there and and, uh, and talk to Will the other day about it and and uh, talk to him about Discovery Channel and, and you know and us being you know kind of just being the first show and you know somebody told me the other day and it kind of kind of scared me just a little bit. I uh, the the saying that the. Uh, the pioneers usually always are the first ones to get shot. <laughs> so uh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so we're gonna jump in with both feet and see how it, uh, see how it goes. But we're, we're I mean, we're excited think about, about that, Kenneth. I mean, all of us for a minute. The first hunting show on Discovery Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's a big deal. You know, I, I've been watching Life Below Zero on National Geographic and. You know, there's a couple other things on Discovery, but it's, I mean, this is a network that knows how to reach their viewers, and, and I, I know there's been some pushback, and Kenneth and I have talked about it, where people say, well, you know, how do we know they're hunters? And I, I think you got to think about the different networks like that. Like, Kenneth and I are different. We watch different things yeah. outside of hunting TV, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. and so, you know, I... I I don't personally care about automobiles and I and do. fix them. And Kenneth does. I do. My my, my uh, stepdad does. And so he sits there when he comes to our house and watches that all day long. Well, you know, right. a, a show about fixing cars, that's probably a good place to advertise, you know. A camshaft. 
I don't know. Oh, car right. fixing uh, stuff. Uh, He's trying to come. Right. Uh, <laughs> He's uh, trying to. Uh, arm, armor all. Yeah. Armor all. <laughs> Dude, he was trying so hard to come up with a, arm, with a part. A hey, headlight. Hey, uh, Josh. Uh, a headlight. Uh, I was, I was, spark I plug. Think, was just stuck that, yeah, head. spark <laughs> plug. There you go. Uh, maybe oil. So, you know, so, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe oil. Pins oil. Yeah. You know, but it might not be a great place to advertise a bow. Yeah. Right. But. You know, I, that's that's the difference. I, I, Discovery has a diversity of viewers on it, and but it, it's just numbers, and I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think we'll we'll have some good success with it, and I think it'll do nothing but grow. Talk talk about you know better than anybody, Josh. Talk about how big Discovery is. I had no idea until we started this whole little bit of Discovery chatter how big the network is in comparison to what we're used to. Oh well, I mean, it literally is. The analogy of going from the pond to the ocean. Sure. And you you have to think about it. That uh, all right? Let me let me tell this story here. Uh, before I left Texas Trophy Hunters and Trophy Hunters TV, I filmed this this episode with my daughter. And of course, it's my cute little daughter at four years old, and my wife is saying, "Hey, you know, we got to know exactly when this show's out. You know, we're gonna let our whole family know, and da 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 da, because our daughter's cute." Everybody wants to know about our daughter being on there, right? Of course. So um, it came out at the the very end of the, the quarter, and I I forgot, you know, because to me that's not a really important time because it, it it's the the repeat that is the most important time when you come into ratings and I'm, I'm boring our audience already. Right? Get into, You're no. so analytical, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so the, 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 the repeat is more important because it's, it was in between Christmas and New Year's. So I told my wife, I said, oh, don't worry about it. You know, we'll just, we'll just do that. And so we put together this invitation. She sent it to our whole family, and both of our family are outdoorsmen. I mean, both sides of our family are outdoorsmen, fishermen, and – we had this great show on Outdoor Channel, and don't get me wrong, I'm fr- friends with a lot of people at Outdoor Channel. I, I love them. The problem was, our friends and family, nobody was able to see the show. Yeah. These were people that, the network, the yeah, network. these were people that wanted to watch yeah. me and my daughter on this hunt. Right. Mm-hmm. And they simply couldn't. Right. Because it wasn't available to them. Or they had to subscribe to something for it to be available to them. So, that, that really sunk into my head because it was email and text and Facebook message over and over again. Like, Oh my God, is this going to be online? And I'm like, well, no, cause outdoor channel holds her co- <laughs> right. content yeah. hostage for 18 months. Yeah. And you know, it, it was just a, an eye opening moment to me. Like, Hey, here are people that are our family that want to watch whether or not this show's good right. to the consumers. We literally have grandmas, uncles, aunts, mm-hmm. cousins, aunties, aunties, <laughs> that can't watch it, right? But because that's they, where there's no access, and yeah. that is the difference. Yeah, and that's what people don't understand is that discovery is free, right? For for pretty much everybody, mm-hmm. you know, yes. there's no, there's no adding twelve ninety five a month to to watch this, and it, that that's the and big it's difference. larger. Than all three outdoor combined. And going off of what Josh is saying, I think that's what excites me the most in the small part that I play with this entire scenario is that I know Kenneth. 
Yeah. I know his values. I know his morals. And and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to get to see hunting for the first time that don't have the hunting networks and or don't even, you know, have never watched it. Yeah. And they're going to get to learn truly what hunting is all about. And educating a whole Education. new audience. Yeah. Get, get to see get to see the, the family values, the the, the big picture of Why hunting. We it's do. not the kill. Yeah, it's not. It's not it's not even close to the kill. I mean yep. some of my fondest memories of hunting trips and, and whatever, whether it was a filmed hunt or just a hunt, um, I didn't kill. But yeah. some of my favorite hunts, I didn't kill an animal. And and the true core roots of why we are passionate about this. Yeah. That's and, awesome. And, and and to be like Kenneth said earlier, the pioneer on this this big of a broad Verizon view of you know number of viewers i think it's just awesome oh it is it's a good representation because i will say that there's a lot of shows out there on on the hunting networks that i would not say is a good representation of hunting yeah this it's true it's pure it's for the right reason yeah but i think that's cool and so you're talking about the qualitative side of it yes you know and of course I'm always going to worry about the the quantitative side of that, the eyeballs that are going to be on. Sure, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the bottom line is, outside of ESPN, Discovery is the number one network for men between the ages of 25 and 54. Wow. Mm. And that's our consumers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're talking 92.5 million subscribers. That's scary. No pressure, Ken. Don't miss. I hope, I hope you don't screw this up. Oh man, that <laughs> I ain't on TV. How about you, Jeremy? Oh man, I tell you what, I just take pictures. <laughs> That's oh. crazy. So here's the thing. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll stick to the other little shows that I go hunt with on the on the Strut bucks. Yeah. <laughs> little guys. I love strut bucks. What are you talking oh, about? Man. Yeah. So I did tell Kenneth. Oh, Kenneth said I told him today if this thing crashes and burns, you can come hunt with strut bucks. I, <laughs> I did. Don't, don't I did. think I won't come to Russell, buddy. I'll be headed to Arkansas. I told him. Hey, if you let Kenneth do that, you know what you're going to be hearing, right? That six points pretty much. <laughs> right. He's a giant. You know what? Not to cut you, you off, Josh, because I know you you want to say something. But y'all y'all kind of this is actually something that just hit me just now. What y'all were, what both of y'all said, is um, what you were saying about uh, some of the outdoor networks that you actually have to buy. You know, you you have to subscribe to those mm -hmm. networks. So if we do have some. Uh, if we do have some some uh, some people out there that are interested in hunting that have never been, and they want to learn, but they but they don't want to go and spend what it costs to get the you know the other network you know the outdoor channel or whichever you know channel that yeah. they want to get, so they don't go and spend that money to to do that because they're they're not quite to that point you know or pushed to that edge, but our show is going to air for free on discovery channel. So they know that they can watch it. So we may gain some more hunters by having it, you know, on that network. I don't, does that, you and I talked about this, uh, how many bows to non hunters did the hunger game sell? Oh my goodness. I, I, I couldn't right, tell you, but exactly. it made it, yeah, it made it cool. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, the, the point that I was going to make is just that, there's 
you, you have the ability to put this out everywhere. So an hour after this airs on Discovery, it goes up on the Discovery Now app and then on Amazon Prime within an hour. Mm-hmm. And so, again, and, and another avenue that people, you know, it, it's just the, the world has changed. We're not. I love it. It doesn't have to be on NBC and we're working or on And we're working on a. I don't know what we're going to call it, but basically an all-access on the website, too, with behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. stuff we might not have had time to show on the show or whatever. And, really cool. and what I, I love, the we're, we're, not, we're not completely changing the, the format of our show, but, the, but we're, we're kind of curving the direction, I guess you would call it, a little bit on our, on our show. Um, I love to... I love to boil crawfish, you know. I love to boil crabs. I love, you know, seafood being originally from Louisiana. So I'm all the all the time doing that at home. So we're 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 going to incorporate that into the show and and just show our you know our lifestyle. I mean, just, and he's and I got to cut in. He's very good at that. By I, the way. As a 300 pounder, I'm a good judge. <laughs> Anytime it's a 13 hour drive from Grand Island, Nebraska to to where Kenneth lives, and uh, all he has to do is call. Hey, I'll be there for supper. One thing I wanted to interject here. I'm not sure on podcast etiquette, but I have the back of my teeth are wet, and I need to go pee. So I'm going to exit here for a second. I'll be right back. Exit okay. Drive. We'll still be Sorry, here. Sorry, Kenneth. Go ahead, bud. Go ahead. You're saying, Kenneth. But, no, I, I'm – I'm. see you, Josh. Podcast etiquette. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't – I mean – That's something an analytical guy would say. Yeah, yeah. I know. For yeah. Sure. I've passed gas like three times. I didn't break in and talk about it. We just keep rolling, you know. You guys can gag, but, you know. My goodness. I don't even know what you're hey, talking about. at least about. I said pass gas, you know. <laughs> I, I think we were talking about crawfish. We were at crawfish. Yeah. Uh, but, no, we were just talking about how we were, you know, how we were uh, putting the shows together now, you know, and not that we're not that we're going to just, you know, go out there and, and just do a totally different, you know, curve on the show, but we are going to uh, – pretty much film everything i mean we're going to yeah. show it from we're going to we're going tell to show the story. Yeah, yeah we're going to tell the story we're going to show it from from field to table i mean all the way Absolutely. from from you know from field to table so i think for a long time a lot of people that's honestly it's probably given hunting a little bit of a bad rap because we haven't showed that right? yeah right. we've all got into it for the right reasons oh yeah but i think i don't know i think we're all guilty of it at some point Right. Oh yeah. You. I mean, you. Five ten kills an episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, it, and it became more about that than it did really why we were doing it. You yep. know. That's right. And I think we're at a time in our culture. I mean, I, I just heard the other day, uh, hunting overall is like down twenty percent as far as tags and people. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. so we've got some work to make up to to educate people of why we do what we do and hopefully make an impact on our. The fact is, this could go away. Absolutely. Yeah. If, and, if and, things and aren't done right. Yeah. We got to play our part. What what horrifies me is, you know, my son, he's 16. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, where are you and your buddies at? And he's like, what do you mean? And I, you know, he's, oh, his voice is getting low. And he, <laughs> what do you mean, dad? And I'm like, where, where, why are you, you're 16. Your buddies are 16. Why are you guys not uh, going hunting? And yeah. You know, it's just kind of this, I don't know. And I mean, he grew up doing it. And it, I think the biggest thing is, Truthfully, like the message of hunting has been skewered. I totally agree. Yeah, I totally. mean it has. And what I what what I feel bad about is I feel like outdoor television's played a role in that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, so it's this whole, you know, and, and how 
it doesn't matter what you do if you kill a deer and you put it on Facebook. It, you, you did something wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's jo- just so Josh so is back. judgmental. But <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, back that was to the stage. Josh Kinzer. Ever, by the way, I mean, <laughs> well, it was under a lot of pressure. Um, <laughs> you are athletic. But uh, I think though that what what gets forgotten is like so. Kenneth and I are very different. Very. In a lot of different ways. <laughs> in a lot of ways. I could write a list. But we're we're very <laughs> you know very similar, and so. I buy very little meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I bought more this year because I didn't kill. Because you didn't deer. kill none. And, Come on, Josh. So, well, we. I mean, Squeeze, I got. I know I've got a tribe stop, of women that I have to missing. feed. Stop missing. Squeeze. I have Squeeze three. The trigger. Squeeze. I have three girls <laughs> that eat so much meat, I can barely keep up. But yeah. I think that that that's where it gets lost on on hunting TV a lot of times is it's the, um, and I've got a lot of friends that say this, so I'm getting ready to <laughs> ostracize them. You gonna in rock some the sense boat of it. here? Right. Rock the boat, Ken. but I think when rock we it. when we say things like I smoked him and <laughs> you know things like that, like I, I, I how about this harvested versus killed? No, I I I, I disagree on that. Tell me, Har- harvest. That's what you do to a seed. Or exactly. Yeah. That's my. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. No, I, I killed I that killed animal. It. I killed and it. And I eat it. That's right. And I respect that animal. That's right. That's I, right. I don't. I you know, but right. I didn't plant that animal in a small pile of dirt yeah. and then harvest it. In hey, six guess months. what? Newsflash: When you pick that corn off the stock to eat sweet corn, you killed it. Mm. Well, see, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big. I'm a big believer in the slippery yeah. slope. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And if we start giving in and going, hey, we harvested an animal. Yeah, I mean, no, we didn't. We killed it and we ate it. I was I was thinking about this the other day because yeah. we were out filming some food plot stuff, and I was just randomly thinking because I don't I understand the hunter side of things, and we all understand what we're talking about here. But to the non-hunter and the people that are against hunters and people that are killing animals, a lot of them don't have any idea of what we do for animals. Oh, man. I mean, like, think so about it. what you're doing right now. You're planting so trees. True. There's no telling how much money you got in it. Uh. I was I was telling my guy, I was telling one of my guys, Matt, that was working with me, and we were out filming. I was like, dude, we bought, literally bought tractors yeah. and all the feed, yeah. the the tillers, the, yeah. the discs, just to take care of animals. Oh, yeah. My na- we might yeah. kill a couple, two or three, <laughs> but how many are we feeding and taking care of? My neighbors, you know, my neighboring farmers on our farm, they think we're just absolutely nuts. I'm like, no, we're not harvesting those soybeans because if we get a deep snow this winter, I want the wildlife to have something to eat. Like you talked about on my trees, you know, I've got a nursery. It's not for resale. Yeah. This is a nursery that I'm letting grow until the trees are mature enough that I can spade into the farm to create habitat for wildlife, not just deer. Yeah. For everything, you know. So many people are like, oh, hunters are just these cold-blooded killers. No. It's not that at all. Oh, so we're so passionate about the animals that we love. Like, and it is a love. I mean, truly, hunters love animals. And so their side of it, devil's advocate from their side, they're like, how can you love something that you're, and you're going to kill it? Because we understand the grass of things and we're realists. I think that, exactly. that's the key word is realist. And we well, but I, I told somebody, I, I love and care for deer on a level <laughs> that you oh, can't man. understand. Mm, yeah. mm. That would almost, it could cost you your job if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. Yep. that's how much i mean all of yeah. us like oh, yeah. because we could get so consumed with oh, deer and animals yeah. all every one of oh, us could say that so if we're not careful yeah 
I mean, we'll forget business and be like, well, I got to take care of these deer. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, you know, yeah, you're exactly everybody, right. everybody here knows me, but I, I mean, I'm just telling you, like, when I run trail cameras in February, March, okay, when bucks do not have antlers, I know them so well by my trail camera fix. Yeah. That I don't know which buck is which I mean, when he's shed. Okay. I, I, like, I want to like, explain it's, to it's you personal. the stress level that is going on <laughs> with me right now because I've been having to travel and all my, my does. The, the fawns are hitting the ground. Yep. And I know that my protein feeders probably ran out last week around Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And I'm worried about my – like, I went I'm, – I'm two weeks past when I should have been back down. And I'm like, oh, my God, i got to get a mineral down. I mean, you've got fawns down the ground. Oh, my God. Oh, you know. Ladies and, I, and gentlemen, in case you did not know this, <laughs> Joshua is from Texas. Joshua. <laughs> Joshua. But think about the – so let's think about the antis. What are they doing for – What do they do for well, wildlife? Zero. Well, that, that is my question. That is my ultimate question. I'm with you. Well, here, What here. do you do for wildlife and what do you do for animals and conservation besides say, look, the animals live? Do you think about what happens – what is – when an animal reaches maturity and it's and it's and and it's and it's ripe full age and it's done its job in the life cycle of nature, yeah. procreation, and doing everything that an animal and we are an animal as well and we <laughs> live our fullest, right? Yeah. Okay. So when an animal reaches past its age of maturity, a deer. Let's take case in point: deer. They lose their teeth. Who wants to die that way? Yeah. I mean, they're going to starve to death. They're going to die of old age. I mean. And at the end of the day, it goes back to the name of the given right. It's our God-given right to hunt. Why do I have to go to a grocery store to buy beef where that cow, you know, it, it literally grew up in a feedlot. Yeah. It slept and bedded and played in its own feces and urine puddles and was fed whatever it's fed in feedlots, right? I mean, that's the truth. Or we have organic meat <laughs> that is our right to go out and enjoy nature and harvest our own meat, take care of our own meat, process our own meat. You see, and, and that, then have the, the story that, to remember. Like yeah. even, even with the deer that we all have on our walls. It's it's education is what it is. It it's, is. It's, That's right. I, I, uh, I, I very rarely do this, but I the other day on our Facebook page, I had a, uh, a lady, uh, I, I had put up a picture of a, a really nice deer that my daughter oh, shot Kenneth last was year. Mad. I saw this video. I, was like, <laughs> and, I think I saw this one too. I've shared enough camps with Kenneth. I went, uh-oh. <laughs> I can see his eyes. I had, a, I had a lady come on there, and if she if it would have been a picture of me, it probably wouldn't have bothered me as much as it did my 12-year-old daughter. But she came, on, uh, came below the picture of my daughter and said, uh, um, shame on you. Uh, boo boo shame on you that was what she put on there and I said I just commented excuse me and she said for shooting such a beautiful animal so I just uh, I you know I, I just replied to her and and um you know stated my case of uh you know why we hunt and why my daughters hunt and um the uh after we uh after we got engaged in this conversation I I could just tell the the more I got into it, I was stating facts yeah. as uh, you know if if we do not control the herd and let them just run rampant, they will eventually get disease and die. I there, mean, and there's a lose. life there's a life lesson right there too, yeah. because 
people argue opinions all day long. Yeah. You can't argue facts. And That's right. So when I started So when I started giving facts, she uh she became uh, would the right word belligerent be is that the right word? She I mean she I mean we'll short of it. short of cussing me. Yeah. Um I mean she called me uh, a hypocrite. She uh she called me a killer. She called me Which is true. You know that, that's actually a compliment. <laughs> Man, you're a killer. Thanks, dog. Well, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, bud. I appreciate uh, that. But, but she, you know, she just would not uh, listen to the facts, you know. And so I just finally told her, I said, well, why don't we just agree to disagree? I said, you you live your life and I'll live mine. I won't, I won't come to you and um, – and complain to you and be mean to you for eating celery, and you don't come over here and bother me about eating backstrap. And I'm assuming she was on your page. Oh yeah, on my page. <laughs> and she came back and just and and Amateur. just yeah and, and you know again tore me up. Well, I did a little live video on it and kind of explained on it, and it got quite a few views. And then whenever I did, there was a lot of people that kind of came to my rescue on it or to my daughter's rescue and yeah. started explaining to them even more detail you know <laughs> why they hunted and uh eventually she didn't comment back well so. it, uh, you know when i when i was at texas trophy hunters association and trophy hunters tv because of that trophy hunters in there yep we would show up in google searches and get this stuff and this happened I mean, on a very frequent basis, but there were a lot of interactions that went like this. We would get a message that said, F you. Sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I would respond like, okay, I'll bite. And they're like, you all are horrible people. All you do is cut the horns off. And mm -hmm. and I'd say, and I, I, I had a picture of my freezer that had mm -hmm. the meat. And I would take a picture. I'm not kidding. This happened over and over and over again. Oh, you all eat the meat? Okay, well, that's not so bad. Right. Yeah. That's good. It's, I mean, it was just like, but we've gotten into this world. It isn't just anti-hunters that are the bad problem right now. It's all of us. Right. And, and I'm going to include hunters in it. Oh, I agree with you there. I know where you're going. We right get you're into going. this social media <sighs> where we want to react and comment and get patted on the back for doing so without actually knowing any facts. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Yeah, and you know, I, um, I, I even see. I want. I want to switch gears a little bit because now I've got something in my else in my head. <laughs> I see other hunters. I, like, I knew you were going. Screw there. the screw the anti hunters. They're. I mean, <laughs> you know, like. How do you really feel, Josh? <laughs> they're, they're 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 wackos. Okay, truly. Like you know, we can change some minds, but what drives me and what actually makes me mad and and no let's say it doesn't make me mad i'm gonna say like i'm talking to my kids it disappoints me when i see other people fighting right and all it does is give an opportunity for anna hunters to tear yeah. us apart yeah, exactly right. and, and i you're I saying mean, within the hunting community within the hunting yeah. community yeah. so Casey, i'll give you an yeah. example i see pictures of deer when I, when i was at trophy hunters a kid would send in a deer and i'd post it it'd be like a 125 inch buck yep and people would be like high fence yeah right 
Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no way that kid could have oh, killed yeah. that deer without it being. Yeah, there's as much a problem with yeah. the NRA industry as there is outside yeah. Yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Um, you know, uh, I have run ads for Swagger, and I've seen people say anybody that needs a shooting rest shouldn't hunt because if you can't shoot freehand, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's you smart. shouldn't be allowed yeah. to hunt. I want to spin off of what you're saying. I mean, it goes, it goes even to – the archery world, the 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 recurve hunters. Well, I I, I want to yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> when I was a kid, compound bows. Oh yeah. Were seen like yeah. crossbows are today, and yeah. And, recurve and, hunters cursed the compound hunters. Compound mm-hmm. hunters cursed the recur or the crossbow hunters. They all cursed the gun hunters. And at the end of the day, you're hunting. I, Who cares? Do you? Dude, I'm telling you right now. I've said it a thousand times, and everybody laughs. But uh, actually, I'm not joking. I'll hunt his ass with the freaking the, the bow tie on the front of the Chevrolet if he runs in front of me. It doesn't matter. Here's <laughs> the grenades aren't legal. That really disappoints me. I don't know why they're not, but they're not. I, I have mean, a great analogy here for on. you. Come on. And I'm going to – I've confessed this to Kenneth. Uh, <laughs> here oh, we go. Okay. I'm so, oh, hold right, on. I, Wait a minute. Let me back up. But I'm, I'm going to say this right now because I, I work in this industry. I'm getting ready to commit suicide. For my career <laughs> right now, okay? I think muzzleloaders are the stupidest things <laughs> in the world. Oh, here we go. I think muzzleloading season is ridiculous. Why? Here come the emails. Because yeah. Feedback at 212.com. All right, now everybody, <laughs> hey, hey, don't, don't hang up. <laughs> don't hang up. Finish <laughs> listen. But I don't care. I don't hate you if you want to hunt. <laughs> to me, it's like saying, okay, we're going to say the second week in November, it's going to be left-handed season. <laughs> so you're going to take your rifle. You can't shoot with it right-handed. Well, if you're left-handed. You know. Right. Okay. And so, I know Kenneth's wanting to strangle me right now, but. I, I, I've never now, heard this side I, of you, Josh. Now I know why you turned down the hunt earlier when I told you that the mule deer hunt in Colorado I wanted you to go with me on was a muzzleloader hunt, and you said no. Okay. Uh, hey, Heath, I missed that invitation. I, I did, too. So, Weird. I just – I think Weird. it's silly. I love bow hunting, and I love rifle hunting. The whole idea of muzzleloader hunting and – I mean, it just – it doesn't make sense to me. But here's the thing. I don't get on Facebook – I know right. you like muscle over time. I know you like it. I don't get on your page and tell you how stupid you are. Right. No. Exactly. Because you're not stupid. Exactly. You're my friend. Right. And yep. even if I didn't know you, right. I got to look at myself if I don't have anything better to do than to tell you that I don't like muzzle well, around. You know, you're you're like the social media guru. You know, anytime any of us have any trouble with, you know, anything on on uh, social media, we call you for help. And I don't know if you, you remember no, this. No, I just text Josh and say, "Hey Josh, yeah. you want to get on this?" So <laughs> so so last year, I was I was getting, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, quite a bit of this uh, anti stuff that was coming on the page and uh, and or not really anti, but it was actually hunters against hunters, and and you know bashing us for you know bow hunting or bashing us for doing this or uh, or wearing a certain camouflage or doing it this oh, way. So bait so not. yeah oh, so oh. yeah so uh, so it's, I it's continuing. Yeah, so I, I called Josh and I was like, man, how do you combat this? I said this is driving me nuts, and he just and sent me over a uh, a picture on my phone. And on that, it says, 
uh, I can't remember the exact words, but it says hunt with what you want, what it, hunt whatever, wear whatever camouflage you want, hunt with whatever gear you want. Uh, we're all in this together. Yeah, hunt the way you want. Well, and it's it's you know? the the National Sportsman's Alliance that yeah. that puts those memes out, and that, and that's the thing is like, I mean, I don't. Well, what, what, and, and, and CVA, I'm sorry, I love you guys, but you know, I. It's just not something I do. I'm in Texas. I don't have to have that season. Now, when I was in Virginia, you know, I might have to, to hunt with muzzleloader to, to effectively hunt one time. And, and so, it's not that I, I – love, I love muzzleloader. And, and you know what? I, 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 guys that want to hunt recurve, hey, great. But I cannot stand it. When a guy looks down on me, yeah, oh, yeah, and goes, "Whoa, well, I only bow." But hunt. the real, the real issue is here's the real issue that we as hunters need to recognize. And I'm like, I, I bow hunt too. Dude. Open your eyeballs up and look, guys. And here's the facts. I mean, okay, fine. If you don't agree with each other, that's fine. But at the end of the day, you have to support each other because you're both hunting. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, if hunters would ever stop bickering with hunters and say, you know what, hey, we're on the same team. Um, it'd be a really loud voice. Well, so you 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 all both have hunted South Texas. You know where I am. Oh, yeah. And I get people all the time. They're like, why don't y'all bow hunt that? I'm like, well, first of all, I, I don't have a tree to climb up in. I agree. Second of all, have a tree. Uh, you I know, hunted th- in a road in a chair. In, in, in particularly <laughs> thick South Texas areas, tracking becomes very, very hard. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and – they go through stuff you don't want to go through. <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, I, it it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, if I if I don't like hunting with a crossbow or I don't like hunting with this arrow or whatever, right? I don't have to be your enemy, right? I totally and, agree. And, and exactly. I see it even. I mean, about caliber, like, yeah. I, I mean, God, I can go hunting a caliber where I'm promoting another gun yeah. from a sponsor that I'm doing, and, and I, people get on there and like. That's the worst caliber in the world. You're a communist or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I don't have any trouble with anybody on caliber as long as you're not shooting a 270. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, hey, still, what's the best? Because you know I love the 6.5. Yep. So I'm going to make fun of myself, all right? Okay. All right. How do you know when someone's shooting a 6.5? I Green don't. Or? When they have to shoot it twice. Don't worry. They'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> You got to cut that. <laughs> hey, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Kenneth, you can probably speak to this better than I can, but uh, I think it was Michael was talking about not here too long ago about the shift in the kind of in the industry where when he was growing up, and I think all of us can agree to this, it was like you did this stuff because you wanted to inspire people to be able to do it. Yeah. And nowadays, it's almost like I'm better than you. You can never oh, do what I do. Exactly. It's totally opposite. And so I guess I'm, I'm trying to. I'm at, I'm just talking out loud here. But how? Do, I mean, y'all may have already talked about it a little bit because I stepped out there for a sec. But how do we get? What's the answer? What's the solution? Because I'm a solution guy, problem well, solver. What do we do? Here's here's Swallow something that, that's that's a little different. Swallow I, your pride. <laughs> I, I think this is along your point, but um, I had a couple of different people come in to my ranch because we you know we do media hunts and and so. Especially when somebody like Kenneth comes in, I mean, I'm like, here's the lay of the land. You know, there, there's a feel to it. I feel like, like there's a, you know, mm-hmm. and so I always ask, like, I give a couple of options, and say, 
you know, what are you feeling? Yeah. Or, or I might tell Kenneth, hey, go hunt here, go hunt here. And then after, like, day three, like, hey, man, what are you feeling? You're a hunter. What do you think? And, and yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, that, yeah. that to me, I feel like that feeling, uh, you know, because I'm not sitting in the blind with Kenneth or I'm not sitting in the stand with Kenneth. I don't know what he's seeing or I don't know what he's feeling there. And, you know, that's just kind of a feel. But I, I had a couple of guys that, that came in and they just kept going, well, this is your ranch. You got to tell us where to go. And I'm like, well, I mean, it changes. It, but it, 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 it's – you know, and I, I, I don't know. I always feel like that kind of gut feeling is important. And so you look at the map and you do do all your recon and whatnot. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes we, we get away from that, and we just want to know, well, what happened on the trail camera? Yeah. Right. No, no. Just, just yeah. show me the trail cam pics. Right. Well, dude, you can put a trail camera up. Yeah. And as great as they are. I mean, I, I've got big, mature bucks that never will come in front of that trail camera, and they just circle around. Wow. So, and, so track yeah. back here with me. Track back with me. I'm I'm back on solution. Are you saying we just – Are you, is your, what you're saying to the solution I was talking about, we just got to figure this – we got to figure it out? As so, a hunter, we just figure stuff out, or what, – What I'm saying is that I think what's happening as hunters, we're trying to – make it so easy and definitive off of what happened on the trail camera that that that's fact. that's automatic that's fact nothing else can happen yeah and the reality is that, i mean especially during the rut i mean deer's gonna come in check in the field you know what no goes there and so go I, back to bigger problem though We're, i'm still you know i'm still hung up know, on this here, scenario here's where i'm at you know what i think is the biggest problem with the hunting industry okay with with, it's, it's the hunter mentality. And you know what it is? Anymore, when did it, when did a 125-inch buck become a small deer? No kidding. When did that become a small deer? I'm telling you, dude. I mean, let's wake up. I mean, I, I am very blessed, okay, and through my travels with Big and Jay and hunting with the strutting bucks and the trophy hunters and, and Kenneth and the given right and antler insanity. And you all should do more stuff. TV. I miss you, Jeremy. Oh, man. <laughs> I, you know what? Here, here's where I'm getting at with this, though. I've hunted some amazing places, right? And I have a beautiful piece of ground in Nebraska. When did a 125 become small? I want to echo because something on that here in a minute. you can hunt your wheels off. And I think what it is is people have all of a sudden become embarrassed that they killed a 125. There yeah. is a reason that Pope and Young has, has 125 as the benchmark. But see, that's hard to kill. I, I, I don't even like... It's this ego of oh, I, I it's big deer. It oh. isn't about the like. Good for you, man. Th this yeah. fall, you know, I killed that deer with Riley, which this deer I have no idea how old it was. I mean, he had calluses on his elbows. He was he was old, but you know, I got to have my three year old with me, mm -hmm. and she thought that was a state, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, state record of of Texas, and that deer probably didn't score. 110 inches maybe, yep. maybe not even that and, and i think that just we've gotten too far into well this trail cam says this and this tape measure says this i'm totally 
Can right. I? Can I? I let me, hold on. Let me jump in because I have a. I have something. I Kenneth's like biting his tongue right now. <laughs> He's literally shaking. But, but I, I'm gonna actually. Shaking. I'm gonna actually confess here because I actually feel a little bit guilty even here in this conversation. And and I had a memory just pop up because yeah. my my boy. I'm being honest with you. I, I feel like this is what has led to what you're talking about, mm-hmm. Jeremy. Is so I got a, I got a 14 year old now. He was 13 at the time. But last year we killed. He killed his a pretty dang good deer in Texas. 130 inch deer. Right. And when we got down there to him and picked his horns up, he was like, well, Dad, he ain't that big. Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he has grown up his whole life watching strut bucks oh, yeah. and oh. seeing 150s and 180s and 160s. Yep. And I literally, I felt guilty. I can I remember back Dude. right now because of what we're talking about. I can remember yep. him saying that, and it hurt Kenneth, me a little bit. Stay. You got you to gotta <laughs> shake for a little longer. Um, what he's talking about, my, my reflection of this is, so Aiden, my 16-year-old, when he was – First year he killed air. First year he carried a gun. He was 13, and uh, I'll never forget it. Like Aiden had spent countless hours in August uh, out there at my at the family farm watching deer come out and bucks come out in the, in the alfalfa fields, and and I'd be like, yeah, that's a nice deer, but but over here, look at that's a big yeah. Deer. And so Aiden's on the gun. So in my mind, I'm like, I don't care if he likes him. He's gonna I mean, green light. Let's go, bud. You know pull that trigger that's that that rush i wanted you know yeah and i'll never forget it his first morning carrying a gun 13 years old 13 and i'm sitting there with aiden and like i am so tensed up i can't breathe and out walks 115 inch eight i mean just you know and i'm like aiden, good buck right here bud right here and i'm i'm reaching for the gun he gets the gun up, and, I mean, he can barely hold it. I mean, he's got his mother's belt, thank God. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and you know, so he's tiny, and he's trying to – and he's muscling this gun, and he gets in the scope, and he goes, and he literally pulls out of the scope. And I'm not kidding you, Heath, Kenneth, guys. I'm Josh. He, he literally looks at me. He's like, well, no, no, Dad, he's not big. Yeah. I want, uh, Dad, that's not a big deer. My first deer I ever killed on oh, a stack of Bibles, I'm going to swear to you guys, I peed in my pants. <laughs> He was probably what eighty right. inches. He was a one horn fork. <laughs> yes, we was sub zero cold, and we didn't have the money back then to have yeah. pop up blinds or heaters or anything like that. And we had a burlap camouflage burlap netting that wrapped around one half of a big, huge cottonwood tree. I mean, yeah. a giant cottonwood. And that morning, the night before, we got like ten inches of fresh snow, and we were sitting there, and I got cold. And Dad said, "I want you to walk straight that way," and he points towards the sunrise. Go to the riverbank and come back and get the circulation going. Warm up a little bit here in Nebraska and get kind of cold. I did it, and I'd make that walk, and I got warmed up. And <clears throat> just then my dad goes, you know what? I'm cold. I'm going to walk it too. And dad walks away. And it da- I'm guessing that dad had made it to the riverbank, and I had to pee. <laughs> and I go to step out of the blind, and I just just started to go to the bathroom. And I turn and look, and here comes this doe. And right behind her is a one horn fork, and I'm telling you, I saw bone. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, bird dogging her nose down, just right behind her. And I'm using a 30 30 lever action because my Kill father, my, first deer on that. my dad was like, you're, you're going to learn how to shoot iron sights. Yeah. Well, 30 30 lever. I mean, what do you do? It was a Sears and Roebuck. Yeah. 30 <laughs> 30 lever, baby. And, uh, and I'll never forget it. I just started peeing, and this doe is literally 40 yards and closing, and right behind her is this buck. And I was so excited that I saw antler. Yeah. That I never put little Willie away. And I peed all <laughs> over myself. <laughs> Turned in the blind and grabbed my 30-30 and at like 17 yards. 
I mean, bow range. Shoot this buck with a 30-30. My dad sprints back, and he's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I got him. Because yeah. I could see the blood. At that age, I could see the blood. And, you know, I was like, wow. It was such an intense moment. And in, and when the dust settled, dad's like, what happened here? No, I, I'm not kidding you. I was, I was, <laughs> I had peed down my front, and but you know what? I killed a buck, and what's what makes me go, oh man, did I go wrong? I'm thinking that right now. Is yeah. my son sat there at, at, and was like, that's not a big deer, Dad. What we have done, I just thought about this. I twisted his mind. And we made have it. celebrated the antler more, Ex- than, more exactly. than the experience of the hunt. Exactly that's right. That's what we've done. Exactly but, right. I, I, I know. I, I, I want to talk still here. Kenneth's still biting his <laughs> He's still I, shaking. I want to talk shaking. here, but I want Kenneth to go and say. And let loose. It, it won't take me but a minute. <laughs> if we'll just give him a chance. Yeah, this is Kenneth's turn right here, but I think right now we're on to something. I, I totally this agree. This is a very important conversation we yes. need to have the, and keep going. The, this is this is what I've done, and I'm not I'm not saying it's, it's right or wrong. Or wrong, but this is this is what I've done. Um, okay, good my, point, Josh. Go ahead. My, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, if y'all could have seen Kenneth's face, yeah, the last, oh, he's like, "Are you kidding?" The last five minutes. No, go ahead, but go I, ahead. I have I have two daughters, um, and my my uh, oldest daughter, who is she is now twelve, but she killed her first deer when she was five years old, sitting in my lap. I, I she I did not have a hold to the gun. She shot the shot deer by herself. It was a, it was a doe, at five years old. My seven year old killed her first deer at six years old. Um, and what I did with them whenever they uh, were growing up, I made them be a part of the process. Right. And whenever we went and dished the food plots, they rode the tractor with me. Yep. Whenever we got done doing the, you know, disking the food plots, they would take a hand seeder and they would actually spread fertilizer. Then they would spread seed, and then they would wait for their food plots to come up right. and go in. And they shot the deer that they actually shot. They shot off of their food plots. Right. So whatever deer walked in the food plot they were so excited that they had planted that food plot it mm. didn't matter if it was a spike or if it was a full point or even a doe it whatever deer came in the food plot they had so much to do with the whole well, they process were they were Th- they that's were exactly, exactly and, and that's a, what hunting does i mean so they understand if you put in the time the effort and the and the work ethic yeah the rewards can follow. Now, my and my my oldest daughter, I, I, it's it's kind of become a, almost a problem with her now, though, because she wants to shoot uh, everything. I mean, if it walks out, she wants to, you know, she <coughs> wants to Just shoot like it. Just like her dad. So, <laughs> well, and and look in in the south, um, and, and and in the Midwest too, you know, we have to do a, a lot of a doe management. You know, oh, yeah. we we have to shoot a lot of does, and. Um, I, I let my kids do that, you know, because they they enjoy shooting deer. So there's nothing wrong with saying this. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to shoot. Yeah, I, this is. Some, I saw Roger Ragland the other day. Oh man, set, do Old a deal, and right I there, absolutely baby. loved it. He he did a deal, and he said he, he was talking, uh, you know, to us uh, on his iPhone, and he said, "I want everybody out there to know that I hunt because I love it." Yeah, he said. I love deer meat. 
I love the horns. I love being a part of the whole action. I love deer hunting. That's why I do it because I absolutely love it. But but what I was saying is is you know having you know having my kids a part of that and and having them help with the food plots, having them help hang exactly. stands. Um, you know, and not just not me going out and disking the food plots, planting them, right. planting them, and putting a stand up, and it. then putting cameras out, and then come back and putting a, a SD card and a, can, and a computer and go through it, and then let them look at it and see what bucks are there, and they go, okay, that's the one I want to shoot right there, and then they go to the stand expecting to shoot that particular deer. Yep. I just I don't let well, them do that. Um, I'd like to tell you I think what I've done right. And then followed up with what I think I've done wrong. And I didn't even see the wrong coming. And I think we're all doing some wrong stuff here. Because this is outside of the the normal, you know, just antler deal and like we were talking about. Right. So um, I try to involve the girls. Uh, and for the, those who don't know, I got three crazy girls who are – all involved in hunting and they're really good at sent making viral videos awesome. <laughs> yes uh they, they we we we've had a few viral videos i think one is up to 70 million the last one was like incredible that. so um just to give you an example we we killed a deer we had a deer that we called piggy and now this deer was a deer that we had targeted but it was a it was a deer that wasn't coming out in daytime and my middle one goes back with my wife, and I've got the little one who's two and the big one who's six at the time. And, you know, this deer pops out, and we, we shoot it in the field. And, I mean, these girls are so excited about it. And this was like an old, old deer, but he was fat. That's why we called him Piggy. He had this huge pot belly. I take offense to this story, but. (laughs) (laughs) And so, my daughter was standing up. I mean, she was trying to find solutions to use rope to help get this deer in the back. And I wish somebody had filmed us doing that. And, you know, I have a, a photo when we took it to the taxidermist. They're hugging the deer. That they they've got this connection that that I think I've done a good job in this sense. Um, we we went to a Mexican restaurant and a mariachi band played. We got to celebrate this thing. I think where I failed though is in my effort to keep them quiet to kill that deer. I've let them play with phones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so with true. you. Yeah. And so I feel like we're, this has turned into the hunter's failure podcast. I've, yeah, I'm just like so depressed right now. I'm like, gosh. But I, it's I, real I, though. I mean, I think we've all. I think the entire country. If we, I mean, if we're admitting it, that's a big step to oh, yeah. solving problems. You and, know, and, and and then I had to think about myself. Like, yeah. how much am I? Because I love reading news. I love college football. Me. Yeah. Too. And I, I will go download college football articles to take to the blind but i'm like 
So you can call me later, and then we can call you. Uh, and, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, for what it's worth, Virginia Tech and LSU are horrible. Yeah, so. but Razorback baseball is legit. Yeah, and Nebraska's volleyball will smoke both of your schools. So. Not our I mean, track, man. though. Not track. Okay, <laughs> sure as heck back, not football Back right to deer now. hunting. But hey, we got hunting. Scott Frost, so be careful. True. Y'all will be good. You're not going to laugh for long, if, my friend. If friends. I tell you that my girls like going deer hunting, and all they do is play – some game on the phone. Are they really enjoying they, deer hunting? Are they really enjoy- or is it phone time yeah. that daddy doesn't tell me to get off my phone because that keeps me quiet? Yeah. Is it? And, so, and then, it, and then yeah. it again becomes about the kill. Mm-hmm. Y'all are going to think I'm horrible, but I won't let my kids play on the phone. I thought I would say you're no, horrible we, we, until we, this conversation. Horrible. Honestly, yeah. I've never I, thought about it. We, I we honestly don't. We, 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 me and my wife have really been talking about, like, how do we – because – uh, there was an article on Facebook, and, and I, I don't know who was, but and they you talked read about, it. We know, we, yeah. <laughs> so she she talked about how her kid flipped out when she took her phone away, and he was 15 years old. Oh, that, that, she wrote this article, and she said, "What I saw there was an addict." Yep. Yep. Wow. What I saw was an addict. This was a good kid, and he gets good grades. He does this, but when I took away that. And, and we're starting to kind of see that now. Even my son's phone on the, the three-year-old. I did. Um, got so so I, I think that we all need to kind of look at that when we go out in nature, and we say we're enjoying nature, and this is adults included, because you can't you can't say, kids, don't play on your phone. And well, then- while dad's playing on his. Dude, phone. this has gotten yeah. so deep. I know. <laughs> hey, by the way, did you guys know that? Heath and Kenneth uh, met with Will Primos yesterday. <laughs> Holy cow. This is where it's went. This but it's is, so real. We got to talk about this. But you this know why it's went there? You know change. why it's went there? Is because we as hunters that truly care about this life that we call our hunting life. I mean, because. Yeah. It, we live it. We see what's wrong. Yeah. And the first step to fixing what's wrong is to recognize what you're doing wrong. And we have. I, I'm you know telling I'm you, even me right I mean, now, mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little guilty right now. Yeah, I, yeah, same here. Now, with it, with what's being said, I will tell you, knowing knowing the my sawed-off little friend over here, Kenneth. <laughs> sawed-off. <laughs> um, I can't critique the man. Yeah. Phenomenal father. Yeah. Um, just unbelievable. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And what it. he teaches his family and, and his kids. And, and I've met his, his mother and his father. It's unbelievable, you yeah. know, and. But with that being said, you know, yeah, that's why we're we're spilling our guts here, is because uh, when you love something, you protect it, yeah, and you I, defend it, and you look out for it. And the fact is, <laughs> everybody thinks, oh well, we'll never lose our right to hunt. Well, by golly, I never thought there'd ever be a chance that boys could pee in my daughter's bathroom with her. Hey, Canada, Canada, just Come on, recently. Man. <laughs> birth certificates they will not put male or female I on saw now. that isn't that crazy so if you think hunting can't go away you yeah. got another thing coming. don't think it can't happen here i mean ask our friends in australia yeah mm-hmm. they hardly own a gun yeah i mean don't think it can't happen so once again this goes back to stop hunters my friends out there stop fighting each other yeah stick together i don't care if you're against baiting and this guy's for baiting. That's fine. I don't – I'm so far stay neutral here is I don't care if you're against high fence. I don't care. Yeah. This guy's still hunting. Let him go. It doesn't matter. He is going out, and he is killing an animal, and he is putting it in his freezer. So be it. 
I don't care if you're against rifles and you're a, 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 a There's a much bigger hunter. problem than what the we're The biggest fighting. fact of the matter is we're hunting. Yeah. You know, see, I mean, the, nobody has an issue with it. No, you know, we as hunters, we have no issue with. We, when with, we, uh, when I we could go, killed Piggy. Yeah. We were at a spot where there was no self-service. Right. And so my two-year-old, when she saw that deer come in, my six-year-old saw that she was getting excited and covered her mouth. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, I mean. Yeah, yeah. And, and Josie was going. Bring, 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 bring. <laughs> And, That's and, awesome. And that wouldn't have happened if they had been stuck on their phones. Nope. And, and so Josie fell three times trying to run to Piggy because that's how excited she was. Right. And this is nothing. I mean, I'm Kenneth's probably got story after story of that, Aww. but I think that you 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 just look at how excited kids get about that. Don't take that away from them. Right. Like. They, if you just give them that opportunity to have an access to nature and access to fishing, access to hunting, they'll love it. Yeah. But if you bastardize it and throw in phones and iPads and all that. Silencers? It isn't going to last. Yeah. That's what they are. I mean, yeah. you, yeah, for you, the kids. You, know, you right. think yeah. about it. If you if you think about it, it you it, <laughs> everybody has to take uh, – you know, sunrise pictures and sunset pictures and selfies and, and all this stuff. When when I was growing up, when you were growing up, when y'all were growing up, <laughs> we hunted. We, I mean, you actually you sat in a stand. Right. And you listened for footsteps. Yeah. <laughs> How many times did you hear a deer? Now, I want y'all to think about this. How many times, You're whenever right. you were growing up, <laughs> did you hear a deer before you seen oh, him? Oh, every deer. And every time. Deer. Now, no, I, now I would say more. Let, let's let's get more realistic, Ken. Where you're How at? How many bro. times did you hear a squirrel? <laughs> yeah, that you thought, yeah, was, yeah, you thought it was go. a deer. There you go. But, but now, but now, how many times would you know? You think about sitting there playing on your phone, and you hear you hear something, you go, "Oh, that's just a squirrel." <laughs> yeah. You know, and you never even okay. look away from your phone because you're playing well, doodle. And, and, and that was the thing about Piggy, the way it walked in. <laughs> Josie was hanging up like this in the window. Our audience can't see and, what you're and, doing. Uh, yeah, Josh I'm sorry. Both hands I, I, sorry I, I thought this was TV. He's acting like he's looking out a window. So I, I'm looking out another way. And Josh and Josie right. said, big buck, big buck. And Hattie goes, oh, where? And Hattie, when she saw Piggy, I mean, this was like at 300 yards. She was like, Dad, it's Piggy. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, no. And I pulled up my binoculars. And I was like, oh, my God, my daughters are awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's the best quote ever. <laughs> Hey, hey, so let's let's hear everybody's opinion here. How many deer have been busted, spooked, whatever you'd like to call it, due to cell phones in the oh last year? God, in the I, last I, year. In the last – in the 2017-2018 deer season, how many deer oh, would have been killed if it wasn't for a guy either, A, trying to film it real quick – or he was on his phone on Facebook or what have you, whatever. I mean, I don't know about deer, but I was on a turkey hunt just the other day with a man named Rusty. Some of y'all might know him. Oh, no. <laughs> and we're lined up on some gobblers just hammering. Were you in East Texas? Uh, wherever he's at, that's where I yeah. was. Oh, no. And the phone went off in the middle of me calling. And I said, Rusty, I'm so glad I come to film you. 
Let me know you're listening, Rusty. Let me ask you, Heath. Uh, you filmed me the next day, um, or tried to film me kill a turkey. Uh, I actually shot one. Did, did I ever? Did I ever pull my phone out? No, you didn't. I don't even know if we took a picture. I don't the, know if we did. Well, my phone's off. <laughs> when, I, when I'm hunting, my phone is my phone is off. I have well, it with I, me I, for I, the just in case moment, but yeah. it's off. I, th- I think the thing is, I mean, and I've been really guilty of it lately because I get bored and I want to read. Take a book. Oh yeah. If, if, if you're going to be out there the whole day, but just look and you know enjoy nature and 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 unplug. Um, it's so hard to do. I don't know why. I'm, I mean, to unplug. The, well, I'm just saying the culture. You got to start planting trees, man. I'm with you. Because I sit there now since do I started my in Colorado, tree, and I sit there and <laughs> kind of, and I'm close. Two and a half hours. I'm in Colorado, <laughs> but I sit there and I'm like, "Wow, what kind of tree is that? What kind? Of, oh, wow, what kind of tree is that?" I, you know. It's but it's different for everybody. So like half yeah. of my livelihood is on digital social media, and the, that's the world yeah. I live in. Mm-hmm. And so it's naturally part of work. You're just it's just part of your every day, and it's not really like work to me because I enjoy it. Yeah. So then you get trapped into this, right? Yeah. You know. And but I'm totally is, guilty. I'm not saying I'm not. <laughs> you know, this is wrong. Because I'm advertising to you. I'm spending money advertising to you seeing the tree you know, through Facebook or, yep. or whatever. But I think what we've got to do is just figure out a way to, to enjoy. Because there's no way we can enjoy the experience if, if all we're thinking about is, I'm going to wait till something walks and then it's got to be this many it's not. It's, it's still an experience, it, it's but gotta, it's not the yeah. fullness of it. Yeah. Well, you're just talking about taking a funnel. Yeah. We're, we're taking that experience down. And and I guarantee you, back to my daughters, they would not have been as excited about Piggy had they not been the ones to, to spot him. Well, right? I, I'll tell you, you something. Know? I mean, yeah. that, that was a thing. I'll that, tell you something that brought me down to reality last year uh, with, uh, with my daughter – uh, with my oldest daughter, I, I've videoed her since she was five years old. I've, I've videoed her kill countless deer, um, you know, uh, over, you know, uh, through her life. And last year, she um, asked me um, one day, we, we were going one afternoon, and uh, she had shot several deer, you know, throughout the year, but we were going hunting that afternoon, and I was I was going out to the shop and getting the camera stuff out and getting everything ready, and my daughter walked over to me and she said, "Daddy, can we just go hunting this afternoon?" Mm-hmm. And I and and I didn't even get it at first, and I said, "What do you mean?" She said, "Could we just leave the camera at home this afternoon? Could we just go hunting?" Oh wow! Oh yeah! And it it hit home with me big time that you know she just wanted to sit with me and you know us hunt together and not have to worry about a camera wow. and you know and of course we didn't play on phones either yeah, we, right but, i mean we played rock paper scissors and we we you know uh, talked about you know we, we talked about past deer that she'd shot and 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 um you know in that afternoon she actually killed a, a really nice eight point and i did not have the camera with me i didn't video it and it's bittersweet it, for it you, was, wasn't it? It was kind of bittersweet because I really would have liked to have <laughs> captured that, you know, and, and had that moment. But the the moment I still have that memory, and I thought I got to thinking about that. You know, whenever I was her age, I didn't have somebody 
running around with a camera with me right. all the time yeah. or with a phone all the time. I was, yeah. you know, I was wading creeks and, and ditches and climbing trees and, you know, you doing. Know, you, know, you know how many times I've, uh, in the last, like, say the last two years, not exact, but in the last two years where I killed a deer, a big deer, whatever deer, it doesn't matter, I killed anything. <clears throat> I've had this thought almost every single time. I went, man, I wish that was on camera. Yeah. Man, that was good footage. Boy, that would have. It would have been killer. Why do I think that way, you know? Yeah. And it, and it's because, but I what, mean. I mean, that's been the last, what, 10, 15 years of all of our lives. Well, of our lives. Yeah. I mean, yeah, truly. I mean. Yeah. And so, I, I want to throw, you know, we've been talking about kids and all that. And I just want to throw in the, the marriage side of it as well because, you know, I'll say it's about know. to get deep. It's what you just threw the marriage. Yeah, the marriage I mean, are we going here right now? So, so listen, because I'll throw in the line, you know, when I got back from the war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I had some surgeries and injuries to go through. And I remember there was a doctor that was counseling us and said, make sure because you're going to get, you know, you need to get your rest. The bedroom is for. Sleep and sex. No TVs, no anything. So we got rid of all TVs in the be- bedroom and went on. We're sitting here like, yeah, we're good. We're better than all these other couples because we don't watch TV in our bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and and that that was that was good for a few years. And then suddenly we started realizing we had a TV in our bedroom. And it was a phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just oh, changed. Oh man! And, and so now we are going deep. It has gotten so deep. Oh my God! Thank just, you, Will Primos. Yeah, for, this is where we've ended up. <laughs> All I'm saying is, he would is, be right. Will already hung, oh, Will already tuned off. He's like, okay, these guys are gone. We just have to. We we cannot suck our life into that phone. And we have. And, Every and, one of yeah. us have. It's so and, and, you know, I, I got annoyed today. I, and we we were having a meeting. And I'm sitting here doing a presentation about marketing. And I looked around. No one was listening to me. <laughs> I wasn't here, Josh. And, so, it wasn't Dustin me. was the only one listening. Yeah. I, Every single person. I, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't even remember it. But was on their phone. Was I on my phone? <laughs> was I really? That's why you don't remember it. Gosh. So and I'm like, why? Why in the hell did I fly to Nebraska <laughs> <laughs> to freaking do a spreadsheet while everybody else is on their phone? <laughs> it really has nothing to do with what you're thinking. It has anything Josh, to do with the reason, yeah. I, the reason <laughs> I was just like passing out was because I was like, hey man, Josh hold on, says this is good. It's good. That's what I was fixing to I go have, to. Is you're the only answer. JD, <laughs> what would Josh do? That's my stance. <laughs> I'm like, should I do this? I don't know. Let me call Josh. It has everything hey, to do with Josh is analytical and knows what he's doing, <laughs> hey. and everybody trusts you. Hey, for but the, see, hey, all, for all I'm saying is we, we just have to be careful. We, we we're we losing the social interaction. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Uh, uh, like, we have social interaction. Yeah. Social no, 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 media no, no. interaction. Uh, man. You're talking about <laughs> that, that's real. Not real. You're talking that's about the real, real interaction, yeah. And, and I think that we're going to co- – decline as humans if we continue okay to think that that's the I, best this has out. absolutely zero nothing not at all to do with will primos kenneth lancaster deer <laughs> hunting bows arrows guns bullets uh whatever but here we go on that point so i'm going back to my son again and i have two lovely daughters by the way but my son at this time he was probably 14 he's a jock 
you've met Aiden. <coughs> he's a, he's an athlete, okay, and he runs with the jocks. And Aiden's gonna have seven of his buddies, like the best athletes in his school that he runs around with. I mean, you know, stay the night. And I come home. My wife's making dinner, and I said, "Where's Where's Aiden? Where's the boys?" Well, they're here. And I listen to my house, and I'm listening, and I'm like, I hear nothing. So oh, they're in the backyard playing ball. Go in the backyard. Aiden, let on my whistle. Nothing. I'm like, what? I search my entire upstairs of my house. Nothing. I go to the basement. These are the <laughs> – they are the, – these these are Cream great the athletes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these boys can play ball. I'm like, okay. I go to the basement, and <clears throat> there are seven – counting my son, eight – 14-year-old boys in the same room, half on the couches, half in the, down in my game room. Some of them are sitting on the floor against the wall, and every single one of them is eyes down in their phones. I thought you were going to say playing Fortnite. I, playing anything. Please <laughs> play that. something. They were all on their phones. I said, what's up, guys? Oh, hey, hey, Mr. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Nothing. That's our okay, culture, though. At 14, if I was playing – if it was baseball season, I was pretending to be Mark Grace from the Chicago Cubs. I remember him. If it was basketball season, I was Larry Bird. And what happened? There, there, there is eight. There, there is eight fourteen-year-old boys in the basement on their phones, like looking down on their phones. I'm like, yeah, and I just like lost it. <laughs> I just absolutely <laughs> bleh, just go like, beat them all like, down. Fat guy gone crazy. <laughs> like they're all like eyes were just like bloodshot immediately. I'm like. <laughs> Get your butts up. Turn. The, put your phone. No, don't out of your pocket. And I, I did. I'm like, check your phone in right here. Put them in, Give me your phone. It's like that. I that, took their phones. Funny like, Facebook Go do video. Something. Get Little Ricky. Nose. Yeah. Little Ricky. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Snapchatty. Snappychatty. Snappychatty. Yeah. Instagram. It's like go, go wreck a fight. Go, go, go. Get in trouble. Go, go pick a fight. No, I. Go I do something. I don't know. I, I don't, don't think know. anybody's listening to this podcast to be. Yeah, because they're like, these to, guys have went way. We've right went so <laughs> much deeper than we belong. Yeah. On Actually, a, I want to say seriously, I think we have went somewhere good. I want to make a statement because I made this a few podcasts ago. I don't remember what podcast it was, but it had to do with dealing with change. Mm-hmm. And I think I think this is where we're at. And you, you guys play off of this and ask me and tell me what you think. I made a statement a few podcasts ago that people only change for two reasons. Because they have to or because they want to. That's, That's right. the only two reasons people change. Yep. So when it comes to our industry right now and what, everything we've discussed in this podcast, where do you think we're at? Do you think we're at a place we have to? No. You think we need to want to? Yeah, we need, yeah. We need to want to. We don't have to. It just becomes easier every day to be more addicted to the phone. Yeah. We have to want to. People have to step back and realize but, this is not but, right. But you you said it, and I've said this many times. We only protect what we love. Yeah. Right? Yep. I'm not killing for many things. I'm killing okay. for my family. Yeah. So right now, we're training our kids to protect phones. Oh, that's, yeah. And AT&T. Mm-hmm. The and ultimate Verizon. punishment is I'm going to take oh, it the is. phone away. You can beat their rear, spank them, whatever. It don't matter. Yeah, so, But if you take the phone, they oh freak. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They lose it. <laughs> so and so yep. wh- what are we talking about? Like, it's okay to lose ranch land? Let it burn. But good Lord, if you lose that cell. Snapchat. Said, don't lose Snapchat. Account. You got a streak going. Uh, I mean, right? and so, 
I don't know. Streak. It, it, yeah, I just learned about that. I it didn't is a, it's a big like, struggle. What are you doing to keep my streak going? But okay. I even mean, I'm even thinking even Mac, even, so that's part of it. That's obviously an element of it. But I'm even thinking, I mean, we've talked about a lot of stuff in this podcast. Hmm. I mean, from hunters against hunters. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're at a place to a degree we have to change. Because if we don't, we're on a we're on a dead end road. This thing will end if we don't change. I agree. Overall, license sales are down twenty percent right now right. across the America. Right. And so, what is the reason for the decline? Is it because we as hunters can't get along? Well, but I think it, here, here's here's your deal. So I have looked into this. I've studied it for years. I, I'm uh, so shocked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joshua. Joshua comes in with so the data. Look at Texas. You got your 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 top. That that's your your leading for for hunters, right? It's one point one million for hunters. Used to be Michigan. Used to be Pennsylvania at one time. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the thing. Everybody wants to blame hunters for things that happen in Africa or India or, or whatever. Not going to discount that poaching happens. It does. Okay. We want to look at whitetail. The problem with all this is the loss of land, the loss of habitat, and that comes from urban sprawl. And your hippies and your progressives never want to admit that urban sprawl is Define that. Define that for people that don't know. So here's the thing. As urban sprawl takes this, as population, I mean, you got to go through – like, you don't believe me? Go through and look at the, the population of Mexico City in 1970 and look at it today. It, it's it's insane. So, you, you know, you take an area that was maybe a five-mile area. Well, in a couple of years, it's a 25-mile area. So you're pushing animals out. And every time the ring grows – you cut out hunters. You cut out rural people and make them urban people. And I think it's a it's a loss of a lifestyle. It's a loss of all these different things. But okay, so Josh, tell me this: what what, what how do you how do you stop that? Because I well, don't, I don't know how you stop you, the growth of the urban. I'm with you. I'm looking for answers. Yeah. Like, I what mean, do we so, do? And I don't. And you know. And, and I do agree that is an issue. But I still think the biggest issue is. There are a lot of people out there that are not confrontational, that don't like to be judged, that don't, that are not thick-skinned. I mean, anymore nowadays, we have cry closets where people can go and 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 <laughs> and be sensitive. So when when I still think it comes back to, and and, and not, once again, I'm not debate. I'm not even kind of debating you. I do agree that is a huge issue, but I think biggest one of the bigger things is people just go. <laughs> Why do I want to be involved in something that just is so judgmental? Because you you got to think about it just like our, our kids. So, okay, Kenneth grew up in hunting and farming, much like I did, right? So I saw it as, as something that's normal. We're, as, we, as this population moves out, you know, there's a very good chance that one of Kenneth's grandkids are not going to believe 
what we do because population has grown and things have changed. So how do you what 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 is the resolution? What is the answer? I don't know if there is a resolution to that. But uh, I mean, do you you understand? I I do. I know. I've seen it because um, I you know I grew up. um, My my grandfather was a commercial fisherman on the Mississippi River, and my summers were spent in a flat bottom boat on the Mississippi River in uh, in Louisiana running nets and you know at getting up at daylight and going him and running nets and bringing catfish back to a, a, a fish market and skinning catfish and putting them on ice and then people coming in and buying them I, I, do you see that happening much now no. you, you don't you don't see no. that that's a lifestyle that I grew up doing so I my my grandfather uh, has I know some uh and hope you're not listening but has some uh he uh, had some good. he had some sons uh that had some sons that they don't hunt yeah. i mean but they they grew up in a in a small town in louisiana just like i did right. and had that same you know that the same thing but they didn't like going out in that boat at daylight with my grandfather and going and running those nets they wanted to sleep till ten o'clock yeah. and mm-hmm. get up and eat fruity pebbles and watch Scooby Doo. Yeah. Now you know? wait a minute, I'm not but, against the fruity pebbles. And so, <laughs> let's, let's not be so, but you know, right now, <laughs> when you ask what the solution is, um, I mean, you look at a monkey like a monkey. You, <laughs> what are you talking? about? When you look at a, we movie, have went off the map. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> When you look at a movie it's like getting 12, late. When, it is late. When right you look now. at a movie like Twelve Monkeys, I mean that was the the idea of a crazy human being that was saying, "Hey, we're going to solve the human population crisis." And I think that <laughs> I have not watched that. No, movie. You, have you watched that movie, Kenneth? Have you watched? I'm the movie? going to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're going to it's now. Actually, yeah, it's actually a pretty good movie, but. You know, the guy guy is traveling back in time to stop someone who introduced a virus to kill, basically. Right. Human polish. And so what I see, you know, is that people are using the problems that we have with overpopulation, overcrowding, to blame it on all these different things. Well, they, you know, nobody wants to blame themselves for problems were happening right yeah but every time one of these little cookie cutter neighborhoods takes up a chunk of forest when yeah. you just push deer out you push raccoons out you put everything wildlife you, you yeah. created more carbon dioxide you, you know and so i agree with you on that you, you know what i'm saying I, yeah. and so they they don't want to be responsible for that they want to find the big bad hunter Mm-hmm. That's the so a little. I mean, but a charge. little bit of that. I mean, honestly, uh, to me, a little bit of that's out of our control. What it some is. of the things you're talking about. So, what are some things as hunters we can? I mean, honestly, stop like, judging. I'm totally lose, with you. <laughs> lose your ego. Support <laughs> yeah. each other. And if you don't agree with how the hunter's hunting, shut your mouth. If you don't believe PM them. Don't know, don't. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't believe in hunting with dogs, that's fine. But you know what? There's cultures in. That that's how they hunt. Is it is. If it's legal, if you don't, if it's legal, shut your mouth. Yeah. If you don't want to hunt over bait, that's fine. But guess what? And yeah, I'm big and Jay. We sell deer bait, but at the yeah. end of the day, I've killed more deer not hunting over bait than I have over bait. Now that's a fact. Yeah. But at the end of the but, day, 
hunt, hunting over bait is one of the most traditional methods of hunting. If you're not, if you're not for smart. it, if you're not for it, that's fine. But you know what? Hunting over bait. If you look, okay, let's talk about kids. All right, we're taking kids out, and you, we ask why we're losing number of hunters. Okay, well let's look at this. Yeah, all of a sudden dads are like, no son, that that buck's not. He's only three and a half. You can't shoot him. Or you know they're they're not having fun because they can't ever pull the trigger. They can't ever experience the ultimate thrill, the ultimate rush. You know, if it if it truly comes down to what is the major problems, I say it's the ego, the the I holier than thou art attitude of the hunting community, and I'm guilty of it. <laughs> I mean, I truly am. I I somebody posts a, if I post a picture of a deer on there and somebody says what's well, the score and I say uh, it's a 145 inch deer and they go no way and you know no. Why, why debate it? Well, but see, that's what I was saying about the muzzler thing. Like, I, I think muzzlers are ridiculous. But I will never get on. I, I just think they're silly. Yeah. But I will never get on Facebook and ostracize my buddy Kenneth for using muzzler. And Kenneth's never going to get on there and tell me about, hey, Josh, you're stupid because you use – Right, a much better calibers than I do. Right, because you know I'm from the swamp and I don't. Right, I don't have access to good calibers. So right, you know. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. He oh, has yeah. we don't, many times. We know. and we. Kenneth and I are gonna pick out a different tree to hunt from. We may like. I mean. You and I are going to pick a different tree to hunt from. It, right. it just, we've got a, sub, I, I hate to be all, can I say gay sounding? I don't even know if I can on the podcast. I but anyway, I just, we, we can't, we, we just can't tear each other down over small differences on the slightly different ways we like to hunt. Yeah. You know, because I like to rattle and I will rattle to a fault. And both of you, too, could probably pick me apart and go, Josh, stop rattling. It's <laughs> September, Josh. Don't <laughs> rattle. <laughs> They're still in velvet, bro. It's, it doesn't Dude, make sense. what are you doing? <laughs> I, I, I honestly think that um, it, it starts at home. I, that's that's where that Damn that's for me is that. is where it starts. It starts at home. It starts on how you are you know how you teach your kids and and bringing them up is is where how they're going to learn to hunt and how they're going to appreciate it. They need to know that every time they go to the to the woods that they're not going to shoot something. They need to know that every right. time they go to the woods that they're not going to see something. They right. need to know that every time they go fishing, they're not going to feel the ice chest full of fish. And they that need, goes back to even storytelling in our well, what, what we produce for television. Use dynamite. We exactly. If you watch television, every time you watch a television show, you kill something. You yeah. see you see 22 minutes of the best that we possibly can put on there. And that's not and, reality. And it's not reality because some of those deer, you know as well as I do, and you too, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. it, I mean, I, I've i got one deer, that the, the one you know one of the biggest deer that I've ever shot, I killed in Kansas. It took me 11 days 
to kill that particular deer. Beams? I hunted that deer. Beams. beams. Yep, main yep. beams. Oh, it took yeah. me 11 days to kill him. I killed him on the day before Thanksgiving. I called my wife and told her I was pulling every one of my stands down but one, and I was going to hunt that one stand. I told her I would be home the next day for Thanksgiving if I said if I have to come in slinging gravel sideways and be there in time to carve the turkey. And I shot that deer the day before Thanksgiving. I made it home. I drove wow. all night and made it home. Wow. But, but, yeah, that, you know – we, we just need to get back to um, our roots, man. The, our roots. I really? mean, I, you know, I, again, you know, I grew up in, in, in Louisiana on the Mississippi River. I can remember getting up at 2.30 in the morning with my dad and my grandfather, going across the levee, getting in, in a 16-foot Terry Bass boat with a 50-horse mercury on it, uh, a, a stick drive you, you oh, know what I'm wow. talking about yeah. you get in that boat we ran out a chute that uh, it was called Transylvania Chute Transylvania Louisiana ran out that chute across the Mississippi River and went up Showtard chute into the lake of Showtard come around onto an island that is now called Willow Point uh, that they actually sell hunts on my grandfather had a school bus over there that he had gutted out and that was our camp that's what we stayed in was a yellow school bus he put tables in he took all the he took, he, we he actually put little beds in it and wow. you know made a little kitchen in it and everything and that was our camp was that school bus and i couldn't wait to go over there on the weekends and spend the weekends in that school bus freezing my tail off right. to go and try to shoot a spike and the crazy thing is hearing his background like that to know that he could not so much kill a buck squirrel or catch a brim. (laughs) (laughs) I can say that in full joke because I watched this crazy guy. Look, really quick story, and I can make this under 30 seconds. I'm going to time it. But he came up to Nebraska, and we were flooded. And the only way to get to these turkeys was to go through a flooded Platte River. And, I mean, I'm talking flooded. And and it was not warm out. It no, wasn't. it was pretty chilly. And this country bumpkin over here beside me is like, well, heck, we can we can just shove through that water. I'm like, dude, that's a fast current. And the cameraman were like, uh-uh. And Ken is like, I got this. Just follow me. <laughs> I've never seen such mad cameraman in my life. Ken is like, come on. And I think you killed. Did you kill the turkey? Uh huh. I did. Yeah, they yeah. killed the turkey on that hunt. But you know, it's we got. Uh, we I, I got to do one last year with with Ken Byers, and we put on waders and cross the river and killing a turkey's good but killing a turkey after you cross a river to get to that turkey it's even it, better it's just, it's, yeah. it's, yes it's, it's it's a little different <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's just it's like you said though it's getting back to the, like, the to your roots it's getting back it's getting back to what hunting is is truly about and why we it, you know, why we enjoy it, why we do it. Um, it's like and, killing a turkey that you destroyed the crotch of your, of your jeans from the barbed wire fence. Yeah. And, but, but <laughs> now, wait a yeah. minute. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I do know there. what you're saying. <laughs> but that, that's, you know, we need to get back to that and, and you know, and teaching our kids that, you know, and, and not, you know, not putting up a trail camera and, and every time they go to the woods, they're going to shoot a deer. They don't right. need to expect that. It ain't that. reality. It's not reality. Oh, Same hey, thing fishing. Kenneth, how many hunts have we been on or Heath or, or Josh where we literally were like, well, we don't have nothing if we don't have a kill. Yeah. Well, that's we're not what, doing – Most, that's of, what, most that's of them. it's been driven to. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we're t- like, we've got to kill something, dude. Yeah. I can tell Instead you. of just, you know, t- hey, we didn't kill in this hunt. Like the and then you feel like a loser for not airing a 
right. no kill show. Right. You know? Well, you yeah. can get ready on the Discovery Channel because the shows that we are actually doing, I'm not going to say that we're going we're going to air one that that's not going to have a you know something being shot on it, but we are going to show you the 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 hardships of the it. real you're story that you're going to see the real story and <laughs> and what it's you know we, you're going to see what it's really about right and uh we may take you down to the wire it may on the 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 anticlimactic part of this show is probably going to be the kill who that's yeah. a big word for me can you believe i i the given right. The given oh. right. Hey, to coming to Discovery yeah, Channel. Yeah, man, that's so cool. You know, real quick, just to touch on it, what is surreal for me is I'm a real construction worker. That's that's my that's my degree, right? To be sitting here with Kenneth, you know, you guys, this whole thing started off with Will Primos and everything else. Still in a box. I have every – not, not a DVD. It's a tape. I have all the true series. You know, and, and I'll never forget, like, the first time I really got to spend time with Kenneth here, uh, Kenneth was, at that time, uh, Antler Insanity. Mm-hmm. And Big and Jay uh, sponsored Antler Insanity, and Kenneth called me up and said, hey, you want to go to Saskatchewan? Yep. Oh, be, there's yeah. another little soft story there. Well, no, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but but the truth is, to be sitting here with Heath Graham, yeah. Josh Kinser, and, and, and Kenneth Lancaster, I'm the fish out of water here. Whatever. No, dude. seriously, man. man. Come on. That's I'm, a whole other podcast of I'm how we all you, got this it's, industry. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's, a really, it's really neat for me. It's neat for me. To, you know, I grew up watching Kenneth and, and, and you know, Kevin Meacham, Keith Burgers, all the guys, Chris and Ashley, Will. you know, Will Primos for yeah. crying Waddell. out loud. You know, yeah. And then, and then, you know, threatening my life at, when I met Heath Graham. That's a whole <laughs> other story. You know what my favorite hunt of mine and yours is? Oh, man, we had some good ones. My, my We've favorite, had many. My favorite one was when we went elk hunting in New Mexico and I killed one and you didn't. What a <laughs> man. <laughs> Now everybody gets to watch Kenneth get his butt whipped <laughs> on the podcast. At least listen, listen to it. Oh, you, can tell it you can tell it's getting late. I'm getting delirious now. I need a it bad is shot that hunt. Oh. It is getting late. You know, but it's truly a blessing. And, and what the cool part is, the cool part is, is that the people that are on this podcast with, with, with me right now or that I'm with, um, the values, the core beliefs, the morals – that's that's hunting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I truly believe that it will always be here. I totally because agree. Because the, the core moral values, um, you know, I'm, I, I am living the dream. To be able to be sitting here on a podcast with you folks right now is, is very surreal for me. Yeah. And, me and it's just because <laughs> we believe in the same things. Yep. You know, it's cool. Well, it, it kind of comes full circle to, you know, Heath and I sitting in Will's house the other day and being able to sit there and interview him. I mean, that, that – I don't know if you'd was, call that an interview, Kenneth. That really was like a – Hit record and let him roll. Yeah. He, he there drove, wasn't no interview. He That's drove awesome, five man. and a half hours to video Will for ten minutes. And <laughs> drove five and a half hours home. I drove 11 hours for – 15 minutes oh, of man. fame. Oh. Not fame, but it was worth every minute of it. Oh, it was for me, We've too. got – I could tell just watching you watch, watch the playback I how was, much it meant to man, you. Man, it did. I, I, I almost teared up just yeah. sitting there. I mean, because – Good stuff. You know, I, I don't know But if that's you, hunting. That's it. That's yeah. hunting right there. Yeah. That, that describes it. That bond I have with Will 
is is from hunting i mean and i i i won't you know that that bond will will never you know will never go away will was will was at, I, I tell you a, a real a funny story a will primo's uh story he's a huge fan of jeremiah johnson Really? Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah. He well, uh, we get along. Yeah. He actually uh he actually has the original manuscript of Jeremiah Johnson where it was written. Um yeah, really? Yeah, he has it. Uh, See, framed. that that's my number two. I'm I'm actually high plains drifter. I like that Ooh, one as well. Yeah, but but he's he knows every which I know him too now. That's my number from, one, but yeah. but uh whenever uh, uh whenever what I, trouble I got married, Will was uh yeah, what trouble. What trouble? Will was uh Will was uh at my wedding and uh after the after my wedding the uh the, the wedding reception we were in there and you know and I had a old country wedding in in, in you know in Louisiana it was it wasn't real big and uh the church real small church but I, I actually had a, instead of a cake I had a banana pudding that's uh, what I'm talking about. So, you um, are a redneck. So, yeah, yeah, no doubt. So uh so Will is sitting there and he's getting ready to leave and, and uh and I don't know if y'all remember this part on Jeremiah Johnson, but uh Will picks his glass up and everybody's in the, the reception and he and my wife's name is Holly. He picks a glass up and he takes a, a spoon and hits it and it ding 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 and you know, and everybody, you know, hushes and turns and looks at Will and he says, Before I leave, I just want to say one thing. Kenneth Lancaster, he said, now that you own Holly, you can take her down to the trading post at any time you want and trade her for a brand-new hawking rifle. Oh, <laughs> and he turned and walked out the door. <laughs> that is oh, my, wow. probably my favorite Will Primo's <laughs> moment of all time. Wow, <laughs> man. Well, after meeting Holly, I can advise you as a friend. You don't want to trade in Holly. No, no, I would not. <laughs> no, any better. If you're listening, Holly, I would not trade you for it. Would it would have to be like a uh, like a brand new Bagora? <laughs> It'd be like, a, yeah, like, Ooh, wow, like a Barrett, 50 yeah, cal or fifty something cal like or something. Yeah. I know. heard that new Bagora is pretty good. <laughs> that, I heard. That, that new approach is pretty sweet. The I rumor, can tell you. that's the rumor. <laughs> a mini gun, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Wow. Well, man, it has been. Uh, I don't know if you guys got anything else. I Are know, you kidding me? Once again, we're – All we haven't touched on is global we're warming. We're <laughs> not going to touch that. We're so. recording pretty, pretty late once again. And, uh, man, Jeremy, Josh, Kenneth, it's been a pleasure as always. I'm I'm pretty positive this won't be the last of these, the way this is going. <laughs> uh, matter of fact, we might record another one tomorrow night. But, man, this has been – been, we got pretty deep on this deal. Yeah. It went from the given right, which we ought – I love the timing of the given right, just the name itself in our culture right now. I ain't trying to rabbit trail. R- right, yeah. I mean, think about it. That's the whole thing. This That's entire conversation touches on the whole principle of the name, yeah. the given right. Because in our culture right now, it is a battle fighting for our rights, Second Amendment. It's so a big deal. So stop fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> so at least if we can all get along, Let's get along. we might make a difference. Mm. So. Well, man, you guys, it's been awesome. You guys got anything else before we shut this baby down? Not tonight. <laughs> Not Maybe tonight. tomorrow night. Maybe tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it has been good right here on Tour 12. Until next time, peace out. God bless. Adios.